Welcome to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowerment. Empowerment from that deep place within. We talk about removing the masks and different practices and how we can let go of any of that absorbed stuff that's holding us back and get to true self, full self. I'm really excited for this episode. There's kind of two different topics in this episode which was interesting and fun to do. The first topic, we explore the inner flame and we bring in the archetypal energy of Vesta, who is this gorgeous goddess energy and works with Shakti to one focus it, um, to help us manifest that which most sings to us, right? So around purpose and around um, our soul's gifts. Um, and also to create that container around us. So we talk a lot about that in the first half of this episode. And then second half of the episode, we talk about the divine masculine and what's going on collectively. Have you seen or heard what's happening? There's such a shift in the energetics around healing of the divine masculine and I talk about how that affects us as women and how exciting it is <laughs> for this to be happening um, for us on so many big 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 levels so before we dive into the episode I just also want to invite you to join the Facebook group this is where live streams take place so this was recorded as a live stream so to just do a search on Facebook for rewilding for women the group and you can join there and then you can join us live which is which is fun to sit in circle as we create this together and then two to go over to the website rewilding for women and subscribe so if you're not already a subscriber I would say become a subscriber there's lots of stuff that we send out that we only send out to subscribers also we've posted a ton of new events um, for next year so if you're loving what we're doing in the podcast and you're like I'm ready like I'm ready to go deeper I'm ready to explore these parts of self. I'm, I'm ready for a really big experience. Um, have a look at the events. And if something sings, I would love to rewild with you. Okay, enough. Enjoy the episode. So let's open up circle first, though. Like, I think it's always really um, one of those, like, beautiful practices to bring us into the energy um, and to almost treat this as uh, Stephanie. Hi, beautiful. Um, uh, I think I will ask Barb to answer that question for you. So Barb is standing next to me. I'm going to introduce her in a minute, um, along with another like super surprise fun woman who's about to like make crazy shit happen in rewilding. Uh, so they're sort of like, they didn't know that they were going to be on film today. I said, hey, do you guys want to come over when I'm filming the live? Mm. I didn't really leave any other details other than, do you want to just stop over? And they said, yeah, that's totally cool. I said, yeah, by the way, I'd like to introduce you. <laughs> you should have seen their faces. Ah, love it. <laughs> okay, so I will introduce them to you in a minute, but I want to talk a little bit more. Um, so you see, <laughs> all right, now they're just screwing with me, and I think they're getting me back um, for throwing them on camera or surprise throwing them on camera. All right, so let's open up circle. Let's... Let's just take a moment to breathe, to come into that space within. Um, I really want to honor self in this episode. I really want to honor the uniqueness that is you. So taking a second and just breathing self, really, 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 really breathing. Um, sometimes I like to breathe that river of life, so that channel within. I like to breathe all the way down to my yoni, all the way up through my crown, just in a way of feeling that, 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 that flow of energy that's in, right? Like to me, that whole channel is my power center. So breathing that, coming into that part of self, using the breath, and then realizing that you're sitting in circle. I know that we're all in very different places. You're maybe at work behind a computer or on your phone somewhere. I'm in Colorado. I know some of you are in Europe. I know some of you are in Australia. I know some of you are in other beautiful places in the world. Um, but 
we're, we're here, right? Like there is this container that holds us right now. And even if you're watching this later on, you're still stepping into that container and it's intention. So can you give yourself this time? Can you hold that intention of, I'm here, I'm in circle, and this is for me. This is time out for myself. And I want to be here for myself, not, not for Sabrina, not for, not for anything else, but for you. And the more that you're here for you, like the bigger and more potent our circle gets, right? Like the bigger the vortex of Shakti, the more, this is something I always talk about in rewilding workshops is the more authentic we are to exactly what's happening, the more authentic the whole circle is, right? The deeper we all go, the bigger things are just by us being authentic. So just being real um, with self and being in self and, and you know, like we can we're like a, a radio and we can turn the dial to anything and I can be turn the dial over here thinking about um, what I need to buy at the shop later on this evening or I can turn the dial here and I can bring everything in and I can be fully present for myself. I can breathe, I can open, I can be here in this big mama freaking circle of women from around the world who have said, yeah, um, I want to sit in circle with you. Yeah, I want to peel back the layers that are holding me back. Yeah, I want to open to my fullness. Yeah, I want to, uh, to open to and understand what is this life force that runs through me and how does it uniquely want to express um, through me. So with that, Let's do our I see you with heaps and heaps and heaps of hearts or likes or comments or anything that you want to do. Um, Julie, I love that. Definitely <laughs> here for me. Hell yeah, sister. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, we don't give ourselves permission enough. Um, and as women, we, we oftentimes like put so many other things first. And so even if it's just right now for the next 30 minutes or so, just saying this, this, this 30 minutes is for me. Um, I love you all. I love our hearts. I love the ICU. Um, I just saw Elise's face pop up. I want to comment on her post in the group this week. Elise, powerful, profound, um, inspiring, magnificent. If you want to feel warrior woman, if you want to feel the fierce feminine, if you want to feel sacred activism and sacred outrage, check out Elise's post. Elise is part of Mystery School in Australia, um, and she's been doing rewilding since the very first workshop. Um, but but if it, it's, it's, a, it's a really powerful post, so I want to just share um, that as I see you, Elise. Sorry for the shout out, sister, um, but it's beautiful. Tanya, um, hi, gorgeous woman. She's also part of Mystery School and she's sharing in the groups now on Tuesdays, which is new. So, Tanya, thank you. Um, I love what you're sharing with us. So, um, another quick update that I want. No, I don't want to give you any updates. Screw that. Let's dive in. I want to talk about this content. I want, I want to. I want to talk about you first and foremost. I want to dive into um, far out. I thought long and hard about this today, and I thought, how can I give us a practice um, to really take us into that part of self that is extraordinarily sacred? that is extraordinarily unique, that is oftentimes extraordinarily hidden from us and, and very well protected, very well guarded. Um, so uh, this, is what I'm, well, this is what I'm attempting to take us into is this part of self that um, I kind of see it as like the inner flame, uh, as in um, how do I see it in my my mind's eye. I see it as this flame that is unique to me, that is how the light or the fire, fire, light, fire, like can't, I think of a candle flame, or how the life force energy that runs through me, how it wants to express itself in me. And I, and I, I, I can imagine this flame. It's like this, this inner flame that doesn't flicker ever it just is always burning and it's 
Sabrina's and, and yours, like Julia's is Julia's and um, Betsy's is Betsy's. And so can you just take a moment to feel that, to just close your eyes, take a deep breath, know that you have this inner flame. It may not show up visually like that for you. It may be a feeling, you might feel it. For me, I feel it in my chest. Um, I feel it in my heart and you might feel it somewhere else or it may be a knowing or it may be something different but I'm just gonna ask you to drop into that place within self that is like that 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 flame right that is just your your flame and within that flame is the unique energetics that are only you um, and I shouldn't say it like that let me try to find better words for this it is like so flame is all made up of the same thing right so let's say we've all got this flame from the same big fire but how your flame expresses itself and who your flame touches and how it touches others is different than how the woman sitting in circle next to you's flame expresses itself, how it looks, how that touches others, and who that's meant to light lives for, right? Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? I hope so. Um, so it's, it's, it's the life force that runs through you. And I'm asking us to go to a really deep place, right? Like this place is hidden. It is often so deeply hidden from us um, but to breathe into that place to open to that place and to know so maybe maybe you've never even felt into that place but to know that within you is is that that totally <sighs> and and why am I talking about this right I'm talking about it because it holds your soul's gifts <laughs> Right? It holds your soul's gifts. It holds the, the, the expression of life that would most fulfill you, right? That only you can bring into this world. That flame is what you are here to do. Once we get all the other bullshit out of the way, right? All the other crap that we've absorbed, once we've let go of all the shitty patterning that we've gotten, once we've stepped out of the collective garbage that we're living in, within that is, is, is what it is that's going to make you feel, ah, I can't, I don't even like to use the word fulfilled because it's so much more than that. I don't want to use joy or happiness or bliss or whatever because it's way more than that. Like it's beyond that. It is the thing or the things that you're here to do, right? And it's totally different. Your flame is so different to my flame, is so different to the woman next to me's flame, right? Um, so I wanna honor that part of you today and I want to honor what you've had to do to keep that flame lit, right? If you're alive, that flame is still lit. You may have gone through some absolute hell in your life, but if you're still alive, that flame is still there, right? It might just be that there's a lot of stuff that might create confusion around it or chaos or might feel like unknown. It might just feel like unknown to you. And, and part of the path, can you stop that beeping by any chance, Babs? <laughs> um, part of the part of the um, it's 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 just this full full honoring of that part regardless of where the expression of that is right like you may be carrying a torch and you can see it in Elise like Elise I love your comment damn right you can see that 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 Elise is carrying a torch, right? And it's, it's, it's inspiring because that little flame within her, like Elise, I'm sorry, sister, I gotta talk a tiny little bit about you. I promise I'm not gonna reveal any details. I would never do that. But Elise has had to walk through fire, 
right? Elise has had to de-rubble. Elise has had to peel back layers upon layers upon layers. She's had to cut through confusion. She's had to cut through chaos. She's had to cut through all of the protection that kept that flame safe, right? There's also a divine timing to this too. So there's a divine timing as to when we're ready to that flame to light up like a motherfucking torch. And now you're walking down the street with a torch that's actually outside of you saying like, hey, this is what I'm here to do. This is who I am here to be. Not to say that there isn't constant evolution and that that Elise will, Elise, sorry that I keep talking about you, sister. Um, will keep changing. Um, same for me, right? Like more, like more will keep coming in and things will keep changing and shifting as we follow the energy and as we peel back more layers and we open to more of our divinity, more of our Shakti, and we trust more of that and let go of any of the falseness or the masks or all of that stuff. But, but I want to honor that flame regardless of how big or small it is. It might be like a tiny, tiny little flame and it might be so deeply buried within that you don't even know it's there. I know it's there. I promise you that it's there. If you're here living, it's fucking there. It's there. Um, and so part of what I did, and I'll share this, um, this practice that felt really fucking important for me personally, and I didn't know it was a good practice because <laughs> I just do random things and I think that they're just good for me. But I shared it with another woman who is in mystery school. Um, I shared it with Hannah, actually. I don't think Hannah would mind that I share that. Um, I shared it with Hannah and she said, Sabrina, I love that. I'm going to do that. And I thought, is that good? I asked her, is that good? Do you think I should share that? Maybe. She goes, yeah. <laughs> I think you should definitely share that. So I want to share this with you. Um, and, and take it for what it's worth, but for me it was a really, 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 really powerful exercise. Now, you've heard me talk about defense mechanisms and you've heard me talk about protection mechanisms um, in a lot of different ways and a lot of different live streams and podcasts. And if you haven't, go listen to old podcasts. You'll find defense mechanisms. But we've had to use some of those things to survive. We've had to use some of those things to keep that flame going, to protect that, that flame. And what I did is I wrote a letter to the part of me or the energetics within me that kept that flame, that mission of mine, protected and safe and kept the fire going despite all of the crazy shit that's gone in my life, right? Like, I didn't grow up in a real cool household when I was a kid. I. I haven't had this cruisy life. So if you're sitting there thinking like, Sabrina, that's cool that you wrote this thank you letter. I can't write a thank you letter because I am, it has been trauma beyond trauma that I cannot even possibly explain. Um, but it's honoring of self. It's honoring of whatever you had to do to keep that flame lit. Whatever you had to do to keep that flame lit. Whatever it was, right? Like. We, t we oftentimes like beat the crap out of ourselves around these protection mechanisms. Uh, and, and I, and it's, uh, you know, like one of the protection mechanisms is, um, is like wa walling up, like we wall up our hearts or we, we, um, skate out. Right. But, but like for an, as an example, like w walling up, sometimes we fucking needed that. Right? Like we needed that in order so that we could get out of a crappy situation and I could protect this light that's in me. So I'm hoping that this is making sense. Part of the breaking down of, this is so wild to explain. And I hate when I can't find words. I see this as twofold, right? So there's this as, as with everything, right? There's always the duality, right? That's just life, that's, that's law, duality. So there's this twofold part that I wanna talk about around protection mechanisms is one is letting go of the, the ones that no longer serve, the ego protection mechanisms, the ones that are holding you back, right? Uh, honoring them for where they've gotten you, writing them a thank you letter and saying thank you for getting me here thank you for keeping me safe like sometimes just shining that light on them and giving them a bit of gratitude bang they're gone right sometimes that's what they need not a collie sword we don't always need 
to take a Kali sword to everything. So, so on one hand, it's that. And then on the other hand is some of these protection mechanisms are still keeping your mission safe. And some of them are actually really fucking valid. And they're actually really necessary in order for you to do the work in the world that you are called to do or in order for you to create the family that you're called to create, right? So it's figuring out which is which. <laughs> and we oftentimes can't do it with this mind. We try to do everything with the mind. We've been taught to use the mind for everything, but the mind can't, can't do that. Oftentimes it gets confused and it creates stories and it just, it goes like really wonky and wild. It's part of why, why rewilding practices can be so powerful or meditation, other meditation practices can be so powerful is that we're getting out of the limitations of the mind, coming to a place of that knowing. I know what I know because I fucking know it. I don't need to know or rationalize it or make it fucking logical because the second I try to do that, I have just fucked up my wisdom, right? I have just messed up my intuition, my knowings, my wisdom, that deeper wisdom that is far beyond this mental realm, right? So there's this place of, <laughs> of knowing what's keeping that flame lit. Vesta, if you think about the archetype of Vesta, I love Vesta. Vesta, um, the symbol of Vesta is this V, right? And she's this, she's this container and she contains the inner flame, right? She's a container for the flame. There's a wisdom in Vesta. There's a focus in Vesta. She will take the shot. Can you start to feel this? Feel, just breathe, stand up, move, do something, right? Start to feel the Shakti of Vesta. As I talk about her, you have an opportunity here to open up to this energy. So you feel what she does is she opens the Shakti, right? Which is the divinity that runs through us, which is our, which you can say is um, like feminine wisdom or uh, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. So she takes that Shakti, how her sh particular Shakti moves is it, is it gets to a focus and it's going there, right? So she works with this flame. She is the keeper of the flame on another surface level. Like there's a lot of, there's different levels to the archetypal energies, but the level I, I find to be so incredibly powerful for work that we do in rewilding and for just us as women is, is the level of Vesta that one contains the flame, contains the Shakti. There's a protection that happens there, but it's a healthy, beautiful, divine, glorious protection. It's not the unhealthy ego protection mechanisms that I talk about. It's a beautiful container for your fucking purpose, your gifts, your mission, you, you right? That flame. So that's part of Vesta's magic. Another part of, of Vesta's magic is the ability to take, yeah, heck yeah, Julia, love for Vesta, is to take, um, to take what is raw, wild Shakti, right? Like if you just open up to like the fullness, um, a lot of times doesn't make sense and can just be splayed all over. So if you see women who have like just had an awakening, um, like, uh, like for example, like sexual awakenings, I love them because they're just, they're so obvious. Like, so for a woman who just that, Shakti has just awoken like the lover, the face of the lover or has had this big sexual awakening. And, and there's like Shakti flying all over the place, right? Like, so you see like sexual energy just flying all over, right? It's like aimed at the 70 year old man mowing the lawn next door. It's aimed at the, you know, the, the other like 16 year old dude who's mowing the lawn, right? Like it, it, it's wild. Um, but opposite to that is Vesta, right? Is here's this, here's this feminine life force energy and here's where it's going, right? This is what I am here to create in the world. This is the unique expression of my divinity in this world of me of what I came here to do, to be, to open to, to experience, to express. Because all of that's our sole purpose, right? Our sole purpose isn't just a doing, it's a being. Um, so the feminine sole purpose is what, 
How must my life look in order to give and receive love? That's not always a doing, right? That's not always a doing. So we can't always look at what is my purpose? What, what is my purpose? What must I do before I die to feel fulfilled? That's a masculine way of looking at it. But um, where's the pool boy? <laughs> or I got to introduce these ladies to you. Seriously, they are out of control. I got to introduce them to you. Um, okay, so um, how long have we been going? Does anybody know? Half an hour? So yeah. let's... Um, uh, Yeah, I'm just giving a second to feel into Vesta and to feel if there's anything else to chat about with Vesta. Um, I'll let you sit with her for a moment. Uh, some really great Vesta practices are candle gazing, right? Like this would be my number one recommendation for you after this live stream is, is feel into that, that Shakti of Vesta, that energy of Vesta light a candle and just see what happens drop in if you need to play some music to drop in if you need to dance and move around to drop in whatever helps you to drop in and i would just have a look at the candle and see what happens right just breathe the candle feel the candle see what happens feel vesta ask for guidance feel if there's anything that starts to come through okay so that's how i'll wrap up this first little part and I'll introduce these two super gorgeous women to you who just keep um, cracking jokes about pool boys <laughs> and my socks. And, um, and then I'll talk a little bit about the divine masculine and what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. Um, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing in there. So, Barb, Kelly, get over here. <laughs> now, Barb, I know some of you have seen um, posts from Barb. Uh, and Barb is helping to coordinate uh, re retreats and workshops. <laughs> this is Barb. This is Barb. Hello, hello. Okay, and this is Kelly. So, hey okay, you are not even going to believe this because I know that so many of you have been asking and chatting about things um, around this particular topic. And I've just always gone, that's not happening. Uh, that's not me. I do not do the written word all that well. Guess what Kelly does? Kelly writes books. <laughs> Kelly writes books. <laughs> Kelly writes books. Coming, guys. Um, so Kelly, um, Kelly's gonna help to write something, something rewilding. Um, yeah, yeah. I love you two ladies. We love you. Love they're you. amazing. So mm. they're like part of the rewilding team. We're a team. It, and it felt really good to introduce them to you all. Um, we chat you know. if you need anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's Barb. That's what she does. She just loves the shit out of every circle. Um, it was amazing. So it's actually Barb's home that we did the first two rewilding events in Colorado in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So who opens their home um, to rewilding? There's been two women who've done that. Barb and Nicola in Australia. And yeah. They actually, you both have very similar energy. That like big mama. Big mama love energy. Uh, so... All right, those are the two women who you see leaving crazy comments. Um, okay, can we talk about the divine masculine? I would love to hear uh, any comments about what you're seeing or what you're feeling around divine masculine. So are you seeing the collective shift? Are you feeling the collective shift? This is where Julia's post comes in. So what I mentioned at the start was Julia left this post in the Facebook group around, around the masculine. And I loved it. Like it was exactly, it's exactly, I shouldn't say exactly what I'm feeling because nothing's exactly what I'm feeling, but it, it touched on things that I'm feeling within the masculine. Um, Denny, yeah, uh, thanks woman. I just wanna, I would love to know if there's anything specific that anyone's seeing or feeling and it doesn't have to be confusion and shame shame is a huge one melissa um, and the confusion part awesome thank you so it doesn't have to be just within our men um it can be within self as well 
it can be that masculine part of us. And I want to talk about this. Um, how do I want to enter this? There's a fear, actually. I have um, not a fear. It's, I don't have a fear of this. But I can see how bringing up the divine, bringing up the divine masculine, what's going to do? Do you see what the wind is doing? There we go, right? Like, that kind of describes exactly the the rocking of the boat, right? Um, Denny, balance and strength. Stephanie, I just want to read these off because this is what everybody else is sharing and I want everyone else to have input as well. So, sorry, I just saw um, embodiment, an example. Uh, Leah, so totally agree with you. Julia, lots of confusion. Um, Stephanie, confusion, shame, but also recognition and taking responsibility. Uh, feeling immobilized, unable to take clear action, anger, fear. Um, seeing a huge shift from my husband. Yeah, Brooke. Honesty and humble confusion, wanting to make things right. Um, I am, oh, I am loving what's happening. I, I have to say like, I am fucking loving it. I, I am from a place that smashes my heart wide open, from a place that, um, that makes me say it's about fucking time that we collectively aren't just so focused on the healing of the feminine, right? Like we are, you will see goddess. I was just talking in the mystery school group and I was saying, it's okay to say goddess, right? It's okay to say, I am a goddess. You are a goddess. Um, but can you now imagine saying, my husband is a god? Who says that? And, and collectively, like, how is that perceived as, as, as men saying, like, we're gods? We're, we're gods. Like, I'm a god. Feel that. Like, I know that there's all sorts of religious connotation around that, too. But just try to, like, get rid of that shit around the word god. But just look at it from a perspective of gods and goddesses. Like, gods and goddesses. Why is it that the goddess is okay? It's okay, it's okay for me to embody my goddess. But the second he starts to embody his gods, mm, not, so, not so sure about that. And I just want to share that as an example of... Um, just an example, just something to think about. These are just things to think about, right? Just things to think about. And I also share this. I get the fact we're sitting in women's circle, right? We are, we are in women's circle. But fact of the matter is I've got masculine running through me. Fact of the matter is that I interact with the masculine every single day of my life. So if we think, oh, just working with goddesses and just working with the feminine in myself is, is the fullness of the picture, we are so incredibly wrong. And it saddens me that we have so many places for women to go. Uh, sorry, that doesn't sadden me. I think that is amazing. And I think it's beautiful that all this wisdom, all of the hidden feminine, all the stuff that went underground is coming out. That we have safe places. We have circles all over the world. But what saddens me is that so often I hear, I hear rewilding women go, where can my man go? Like, this is great. This is so great, Sabrina, but where can my man go? What, where, where can they go? I, I just, I wanna know where, where, where can they go? Where, where are they going? What, right? Like for God's sake, and it's not setting up the same thing that we're doing, right? And I was sharing this in mystery school too. Like men don't wanna sit in a circle. Men don't wanna sit in a circle. It's not about like, it's not about, imitating exactly what women do, right? Because what women do and how we do it is so different than what men do. Um, and I'm so excited. I am, John Wineland um, shared a post. If you're wondering, um, like, where can you go to sort of see some of this men's work? John Wineland, I love him. 
um, he actually shared our conscious man post way back when and I think it was his fault I'm so gonna blame him for this I think it was his fault for blowing rewilding up was when he shared that thing I don't know I, I know that there were a lot of other factors in it but I know that he something happened with that but he's a really great example of a man who's doing this beautiful work for men um, and I, there's a post that I'll share in our group today that he wrote um, that I just want to share with you there's also a video that he wrote and We've shared it before, but we'll share it, um, share it again, shared a good one. Oh, Denny, can you share that into the main group as well? Um, because maybe it's different than mine. And if it's good, like, let's put it in there. I also will share his YouTube video that he did, What Men Crave. It's beautiful. Now, if you're thinking, okay, Sabrina, you're talking a little bit too much about men. What about me? What about, I, I want to, I you said this episode is about me and it's an honoring of self and it's an honoring of that it's an honoring of that flame and i also want to honor the part of us as women that longs for the beloved and the beloved in whatever form that is so twofold here honoring that flame, that unique expression that is you, and then honoring what it is that you may be craving to unite with or to come into union with. And that may not be a man or a woman who's carrying the masculine energy, right? It might not be that. I would say some of the most profound <laughs> tantric writings um, and tantric experiences that I've read have been from um, a, a, a Christian mystic, Teresa of Avila, with her beloved, the divine masculine, in the form of the energetics of the Christ light, right? And so I share this from a standpoint, I was having this conversation, Kelly, can I bust us on our conversation yesterday? Mm -hmm. I was having this conversation with Kelly the other day and she was sharing her experience of Mars when we did a rewilding workshop here and she said Sabrina it was just to have the holding of of the masculine and I it, it hit me and I was like oh that's it so it's it's that it's the energetic so for for us as self there was a moment when this was a while back sometimes I, I have these like freakouts when things blow up and they go really fast like really big really fast and it's like bah! like oh my god that's too fast I don't know how I'm gonna do that um, and it was one of those like total meltdown like I get to be a drama queen sometimes I'm on the floor with myself just just having it out crying you know yelling and and I take it to the extremes right if I'm gonna feel it all I'm gonna really feel it and it was that I'd rather die than do what you're asking me to do that's how dramatic Sabrina gets and it was I'm on the floor and I'm crying my eyes out and it's fear it's it's just absolute fear of stepping of that flame right that flame getting bigger and like being more seen um, so I'm in this state of I would rather die than than do what I know what my intuition what my knowing is and there was just this beautiful holding and if you I was lying face down on the floor and underneath me all of a sudden the presence of just Shiva comes in and I it's like the statues that you see of Shiva just lying lying prostrate and you know the feminine is often dancing on him sometimes Kali's dancing sometimes there's other feminine figures on top of him but it was just that like I'm holding I am holding your allness I am holding everything that you've got all of it I'm holding it all I can hold it all and it was to take it to another level it's okay no matter what I create in this world it's held right? it's held now I know that we're getting like up into some higher realms around masculine and feminine and I won't go super super far with that I just wanted to touch on what I'm feeling collectively, what I'm sensing collectively. Um, I'm loving all of your comments, by the way. Um, Esther, yeah, call upon Shiva when I need to call myself. Um, so 
maybe maybe something that you could do even if you're in that place of like I'm still so raw and I'm still so angry about the oppression of the feminine and you heard me roar two weeks ago about that on the live stream right like women are still being traded for a fucking goat when we get married so I've got that roar I'm I'm so not saying that roar is not there I'm fucking angry about the state of where the feminine is I am fucking angry and I am not at all taking away from the rubble or the experiences or the energetics that sit um, within us collectively or that sit in our energetic fields around being oppressed or around being raped and around being abused. I am not at all taking away from that. <coughs> but what I do want to say is that <laughs> the men have their own healing to go through too and it is just as hellacious and just as horrible as we're going through it we might be saying we're living in this patriarchal culture but our men have have the wounding too and their defenses and their unhealthy expression of it shows up just like ours does so when we're in our unhealthy repressed distorted feminine it shows up in one way when they're in their unhealthy, distorted, repressed masculine, it shows up in another way. We as women like to think that their expression of it is worse than ours. It's not. It's not. Ours is just more hidden and it's witchier. Theirs is just more out there. Let's have fucking war. Ours is just as bad. It just looks fucking different, right? Are you getting what I'm saying? If this hurts, I'm sorry. <laughs> But this is the truth of it, right? So when we start to come into healthy, open expression, the divine expression, right? Those are the highest expressions of all these archetypes that we work with. Now we're coming out of the shitty stuff, the manipulations, the whatever we do as women. And when men start to divinize the expression of the Shakti that runs through them, all the archetypes that go through them, they divinize that. This changes their distorted expression of it, which is still coming from fear, it's still coming from repressed, distorted eh, place. That changes, right? They don't want to fucking blow up the world anymore. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so, Wow! <laughs> I've done a lot of work with men, and when you do work with men, um, they have different woundings. Um, different wounds sit in the masculine energetics than sit in the feminine energetics. And maybe I'll just share a few of these with you. Um, every man that I've ever <laughs> that I've ever worked with has gone through um, castration, energetic castration. One of the dark goddesses will absolutely castrate him. He will lose his. He, he will lose all of it like it is a real experience and it is a scary 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 experience for a man part of it is the purification that's the purification of his sexual energy um, and all of the stuff that he's brought in now some other wounds that I see are the not worthy and that sits in them like the I have done really bad things to the feminine and I'm collectively holding, I'm holding that collective. And so it's this not, not worthy. And so wild things can come out of the not, I'm not worthy of this woman who's fully here. So, so then all sorts of like, right? All sorts of weird things happen. We just think they're worse than ours. We just, cause they're different than ours. Their expression of unhealthy repressed archetypes is just different and we think it's worse. It's not. It's just different. Um, and I think I'll just leave it there. I don't think I'm going to give any more examples, but, but just the other thing that I want to say is if you believe in past lives, you've not always been a woman. There's one. There's a good slap in the face for you. You haven't always been a woman. 
Like, unless this is your first go around or you don't at all believe in, in and also collectively, I'm holding masculine bits. So <laughs> I've seen some of the most profound experiences happen for women in rewilding when they've gone into past lives or they have felt themselves as the opposite, as the masculine, like, holy shit, I have been that. I have done that. Now that's a cool place to get to. That's fucking profound is when that happens and that shifts everything that you have ever thought when you get to that place. Um, okay, so by the way, we're doing uh, rewilding for men. That's like a new thing that we haven't announced anywhere, but uh, there's just too much energy around it not to. And yeah, so we're going to do a Rewilding for Men's event in Colorado and we're just gonna test it out. Um, it'll happen January or February of next year. Um, who knows what that's gonna look like, but it'll be going through the archetypes. It'll be, hey, let's bring in, there are men who I know are wanting to do this work. I've done the work with men, right? I, we, we, we're, we do it. Um, so now I just know that that needs to happen um, in, a, in a bigger way. I also really feel like that's going to be such a gift to us all in the rewilding circle. So to you who's watching this, listening, to women who are in the Facebook group, to women who just listen to podcasts, to women who come on retreats with us, to women who, um, Lori, I love that. Jimmy is in. Let's ask Jimmy if he wants to be my support guy. <laughs> Um, that was my thought yesterday when this was all sort of dreamed up. Um, so it's going to change us. It's going to shift the dynamics of rewilding. We may lose some women. We may lose some of the women who are still on the feminist, hear me roar, I still want to chop cocks off train. And that's okay. That is fine with me. But it's going to shift us. Something else that I want to share with you is I see this in, in workshops all of the time and retreats all the time and when we're doing some of this deep work is that when we as women work with masculine archetypes there are things that only the masculine can unlock for us let me repeat that one more time there are things that only working with masculine archetypal energy can unlock for us places within rubble that needs to come out awakenings that can happen that only working with masculine energy will open for us that doesn't have to be a man, right? It doesn't have to be a man, just the archetypal threads of the masculine energy. Only that will open certain fucking parts for us. So if we think not working with the masculine is a good idea, we are so fucking wrong. And what will happen is we'll swing from the pendulum over here of being full patriarchal bullshit to full feminist matriarchal bullshit. That is not what we're doing. So anyways, that's a little bit about what's happening next year. Um, how I see it is, is it's, it's this, right? Like here's, here's masculine, here's feminine. It's this, right? The fucking fullness of both. Fullness of both. The divine expression of all the archetypal energies within self, right? That's the only way that you or I or a man will ever open to his allness is to open to all of it, right? All of it. All right. I think that's, I think that's it for today. I sent a newsletter out this morning. Um, if you haven't looked at it, have a look at it. It's got a link to all of our events. We've got new events happening, which I'm super stoked for. Europe, if you are in Europe, um, I would definitely say start looking at those two events in the UK. Uh, limited tickets available and they're selling out. I don't know how many are left. I think there was like five left for one event and six, for, I don't know. Um, Sedona is eclipse. Working in an eclipse is massive, really massive. Um, so if you wanna do some work in the US, uh, we've got a Sedona eclipse workshop happening. That's gonna be a big one. We've got U.S. Mystery School kicking off here, uh, Term 1 Intensive in June. There's just heaps of events. So also, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter, make sure that you do that. That's the only way that I can kind of share when we're doing live streams. 
Um, so every time I do a live stream, I'll send you an email about two hours before and just say we're going live in two hours. Um, Wednesdays are going to be Wednesdays in the U.S., Thursdays in Australia will be roughly, uh, no, not roughly, will be the live stream day. Not sure on times. Times might change a tiny little bit here and there, but it will be Wednesdays for U.S. Thursdays. Um, there, uh, I have committed to publishing a podcast every single week. I know also I promised that I would share mine and Stav's podcast that we recorded together on men's sexual healing. It's coming, I promise you, the audio is done, it's uploaded, uh, I just have to get the little description and the show notes in there. Actually, no, I will share it in our group, so here's just a fun little group thing just for the live stream and for women in our Facebook group. I will, I will share just the link, so it's not going to be pretty, it's not, uh, it doesn't have a description or it doesn't have anything, it's not um, posted to iTunes yet, but um, I will share that because we're talking about all this masculine healing and it might be nice to just hear um, from a man's perspective um, who's done a lot, obvi obviously he's done a lot of rewilding, poor soul. Um, so I'll share that in the group to tomorrow. Tomorrow's a good day to do that. I'll share that tomorrow. Um, but that's that's it. Um, far out. I love you ladies. And I wish there, there are 60 women sitting in our circle right now. How fucking cool is that? Like there are 60 women sitting in our circle right now. So huge shout out to all of you for being here and for co-creating this space with me. Uh, I couldn't do this without you. So super grateful, super grateful for Barb for being here, jumping on the camera and for everything that Barb is doing, the big mama love that she's given all of us and super grateful for Kelly. Um, and the magic that Kelly is weaving. It's pretty freaking ridiculous. I think she reads my mind, my innermost thoughts. Like I'll have a little question about like this and then Kelly just comes and she's like, hey, you want to talk about this? And I was like, oh, didn't even have to ask the question. She's got the answer. So it's, it's pretty cool what's going on. Um, okay, ladies, I love you. Uh, thank you so, so much. Next live stream will be in two weeks, uh, but in between we'll have whatever podcast who knows it's but weekly there will be a podcast something going on all right heaps of love to you and i hope i see you guys in person at some point um to to dive in with you okay Bye.